the role that money plays in my marriage has a lot to do with how I feel about money and the relationship that I have with money. You're listening to Relationship Renegade, the show that is tearing down myths and lies. Yeah, lies, essentially. About relationships, your relationships, your marriage, your dating relationships. And all this month, we've been talking about your relationship with money. Yes, I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier. Licensed clinical social worker and doctor of marriage and family therapy. How are you guys doing? Thank you for joining us yet again for another installment. Um, I got to admit, I have to admit, as we're doing this, we're doing this. um, It's really forced me to sit and take a look at my own self, right? Relationships with money my marriage, my family, how does money show up in our lives, right? Um, and Hardine and I, we've had some interesting conversations and even Mia and I, when we talk uh, off the mic, offline, you know, we have some interesting behind the scenes conversations. And so my attempt today, my attempt today Okay, it's an attempt is to try and um, wrap it up to bring it all home, as they like to say. But I can I'm going to tell you, I I, I struggle with it because how do you do that? You know, I don't know how many episodes we've had, but I can tell you it's not enough. And so at the end of every show, we end up with more questions and trying to sum it up in one show, I can tell you, I already know I have more questions, more thoughts, more ideas, and I've been writing notes. Um, you hear my paper. It's it's like every time you, you, you think you've figured one thing out, there's just so much more to explore. But nonetheless, nonetheless, I'm going to attempt. That's all we can do. And... The way we're, uh, I guess the way we're going to do that is to just take a look at your relationship with money. Our, so my relationship, that personal relationship with money. Um, these last few weeks, we've talked about money in terms of family, right? Or marriage. Um when money shows up in the relationship that we have with the in-laws, as well as if you're dating, okay, what role does money play in each of those dynamics? And if you have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, then you definitely want to go back a few episodes and get caught up, okay? It might do you, uh, it might be better for you to pause this and, back up and listen to the start of our series and then listen to this episode. But 
all those different relationships where money show up, they all um, they all are based on the relationship that you have with money. Okay, the relationship, the role that money plays in my marriage has a lot to do with how I feel about money and the relationship that I have with money. And uh, if, if I don't have a good, right, air quotes, a good relationship or uh, a healthy relationship with money, then it's, it's, it's quite possible that all my other relationships are going to be a little off. Okay, you you can't be bad with money personally and then in a marriage be okay with money. That just doesn't make any sense. It's not um, going to happen. Um, and so what in order to take a look at that, we're going to uh, I'm telling you, we're going to bounce around a little bit. So buckle up, bear with me. Um, we're going to just explore some things. Um, first thing I want to take a look at is some of your, my, our, these individual, um, money habits that we have. And listen, I, I, we can, we can sit here and just try and list them all, but I know what my money habits are. You know what yours are. Some people, um, they can't walk past the nickel a dime or penny without picking it up. Okay. Other people, they feel like, you know, just they don't even carry change. Right. They just carry paper money. Um, other people, they just put everything on a credit card. Which, so when I say money habits, um, other people have set limits um, for certain things, you know, their budgets are set. That's it. Some people have, um, habits that are rooted in fear. Yeah. Some people, um, the, the, the idea of money scares them. Although money is essential in this society. Yes, we can live in society devoid of any currency or money, but there will be something that replaces it in some form or fashion. But some people, they, they walk in fear when they think about money. You often hear about people when it comes to money having a scarcity mindset. And then there are those who have a mindset of abundance. And some people will tell you, oh, it's better to have this abundance mindset as opposed to this scarcity mindset. I'll be the first to admit I've had both. To this day, I bounce back and forth between a mindset of abundance and mindset of scarcity. You know, if I'm looking, if I'm looking to to buy um, a car, let's just say some people might say, why even think about it? You got the money, buy whatever you want. Yeah, but I got limits, you know. I don't want to spend, you know, too much on a car. So it, it it's different for everybody, okay? 
but we all have our own habits. The question I ask myself and other people, and I guess I'm asking you now, is where do your money habits come from? How are these money habits formed and developed and fine-tuned and perfected over time? I can tell you a lot of it stems from our upbringing. A lot of it stems from childhood Um, and a number of ways. Okay, so one could be perhaps we grew up in households where there was not a lot of money or there was not a lot of excess. Okay, so for people who grew up in that, there can be some anxieties and fear around money. But similarly if you grew up in a home where well you just didn't did you never really wanted for anything you had everything you needed and then a bunch of crap you didn't need you may have you know you may just not think twice about going after something buying something spending the money on whatever it is that just may not be a consideration for you now regardless of which camp you grew up in It's also possible that your parents did not talk to you about money. Perhaps the idea in your home was that, well, money is grown folk business, right? It's it's none of your business what my money situation looks like. It's not for kids. Okay, maybe that's why they didn't talk about it. Uh, Maybe your parents didn't want you to know because they might have been Uh, ashamed of their income Um, or maybe they didn't talk about it because they didn't want you to know because your folks are loaded okay we're talking deep and fat pockets Um, they they had their reasons and a conversation about money uh, with you growing up just did not happen well that sets you up for having to kind of figure it out on your own. And if there is one thing I know where we have gaps, okay, if there's a gap somewhere, the brain, the mind is going to try and fill those gaps. And this is where these little habits and we, we rationalize our decisions. Um, but if you're a parent, if you're a parent, one of the, Uh, best things you can do for your kid's financial future is to talk about money. Now, I'm not saying talk about your check, show them your salary, let them see your budgeting. If you want to, fine, but that's not what I'm saying. Because some things kids just don't need to know. I'm going to agree uh, with that point. But at a minimum, I think... It makes sense and it would help to talk to your kids about your financial decision making. So why is it that you bought this house instead of that house? Why do we live in this neighborhood compared to any other neighborhood? Or why does mom drive that car or that daddy drives that truck instead? While those may not seem like financial decisions, they are. They are. Um, 
do we have savings, you know? How do we feel about savings? All these things, um, they help uh, kids, young people, um, develop healthy habits, uh, better habits around money, which then helps them to have better relationships with money. They end up being adults who are better adjusted um, when it comes to um, having money, when it comes to dealing with money. Um, the other thing too, let me add, the sooner you start this, the better it is. And not just generally speaking, but money takes practice. Money takes practice. And the earlier you start, as with anything, as with anything, the better you get at it. Uh, I've said this before. Here in my house, we uh, give our kids a commission, not a not a uh, not an allowance, but a commission, because it forms how they think about money. You're not just gonna get money because you're cute, and mommy and daddy love you. No, you're going to connect that money is tied to work, and if you don't work, you don't earn any money. And when you do work, there is a reward. And while there's other rewards, money is just one of those rewards. Okay. Um, so that helps them to practice. So if they have 10 or 20 bucks and they want something that costs 30 or 40 now they've got some financial decisions to make. And believe you me, their 10 or $20 decision, they experience that just as much as your 10 or $20,000 um, decision. Okay? So get them started early. The other thing, if kids are talking about money earlier, um, by the time they get to the 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 place where they're trying to have relationships, intimate relationships, looking for partners, they can talk to someone else about money. They can hear what someone else is saying about money and not feel like it's an attack on them. Okay? Something that a lot of uh, couples face is when they first start dating or when they get married you know, years after dating is when someone says, hey, hon, what's this, you know, $200 charge here? Or, oh, I see, you know, you went to uh, Target for the fifth time, spent $300 in Target, whatever the case is. They can hear these things and not be upset. A lot of people hear hear these kinds of questions as people keeping tabs on them. All right. Sometimes I'll admit, yeah, people are, people are keeping tabs. They watching you. They got alerts set on their accounts and they're just waiting for you to come home. Other times people just have a question. Other times it isn't keeping tabs. It's a genuine question. Now, starting early, allows you to work through those things, right? You don't wait until you've said I do and you spend, I don't know, tens of thousands on a wedding 
to now realize, oh, damn, we got a problem. I can't talk to this brother about money or this sister. I can't talk to her. We got a serious problem. And it it gets so bad sometimes to the point that couples just decide they're going to bank separately. I'm not judging it. I'm not judging it. There are some instances where it makes sense. It's quite prudent to bank separate from your part, uh, your spouse or your partner, whomever. You know, if there's a gambling addiction, if there's, you know, any kind of drug addiction and all the money is going to a habit. Yeah, you might want to um, take some action because otherwise everybody's going to be in the street. Right. If we're gambling the rent money, we got a problem. OK, if we're snorting and drinking and sniffing the mortgage, that's a problem. OK, so that I get. Um, but then there are some instances where we could easily resolve them and we don't have to uh, put that in a no go box. Right. Like we put this in this room, shut the door, lock it and we just don't talk about that. We don't have to do that. And starting early. OK, this is a, a charge to the parents starting your kids off early helps them um move down the road immensely hi we are the messiah kids like what you hear so far make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support now back to the show now, let's fast forward a little bit, right? So you're, I don't know, 30. I figure 30, you're, you're responsible enough. Um, I guess as responsible as any 30-year-old could be, right? Um, and you're trying to do this money thing, trying to be an adult. What are some of your expectations about money? What are some of your expectations of yourself, right? Your finances at this stage in your life, okay? Um, we all have expectations of ourselves. Um, we think we're going to get a job. Not we think, we hope, we expect to. But money is one of those expectations that um, it can feel it can feel heavier than these other things it, it really does um it, it has a way of weighing you down um some of you say to yourself oh by a certain age i should have saved x amount of dollars okay good other people say well by a certain age i need to be have earned my salary needs to be blank and other people say, yeah, I need to be a millionaire by the time I'm, I don't know, 26. And the interesting thing about that is that seems my experience. OK, my experience has been that this millionaire by the time I'm 20, 25 mindset seems to be a uniquely uh, millennial uh, generation Z, a new generation thing. 
And so now we have these expectations and they are not necessarily our own expectations. You know, we have these money goals, we can call them, and we don't even know where they came from. Where did these money goals come from? Whose goals are they? Did you, I mean, if, when you sit and think about it, do you want to be a millionaire? Do you want to be this person? Um, six, seven figures regularly? Not that there's anything wrong with it. But not everybody wants that. Although there are other people who want it for others. You follow. It may be that your parents want that for you. Yeah. Your parents, again, they have they have their own reasons. They have their habits. They have they they have their own ideas about money. But are your money goals yours, or are they your parents? Maybe your money goals, maybe your your boyfriends or your girlfriends' money goals, your husband's money goals, your wife's money goals. Are they yours? Whose goals are they and and in addition is it are they um, attainable I almost want to say are they realistic but I don't I don't like that word realistic um, because I I've learned right it has very little to do with realistic because anything can happen right life has taught me that you know it really takes maybe one or two connections, one or two clients to really change things, depending on what, what line of work you're in. But are they realistic? Are they attainable given the trajectory that you're on? Given the pace at which you're moving, are they realistic? You know, so you talk about wanting to be a millionaire by the time you're 30, but you're 27 now. Or by the time you're 40 and you're 35, okay? How's it going to happen? If it's not attainable, if your timeline is not attainable, it's just going to foster more frustration around money. It's going to be yet another reason for you to be frustrated about money. One more thing in your relationship that creates one more thing to fight about. And so you definitely want to check your goals with money. Are they yours? Where did they come from? Why? And yeah, so let's say they were your goals. I don't know, three, four years ago, 10 years ago. Do you still feel that way? Are those still the same goals that you had? And I know uh, I know for a fact, not everybody who starts out with a goal feels like feels the same. We we change our minds all the time. It's perfectly normal and it ought to be OK in uh, in your relationship. OK, La last thing I want to ask about is um, this this idea about values. 
not even ask. I don't know if I'm asking a question. Maybe I'm, I am asking a question, but what what are your values around money? What um, What's your mindset around it? What's your view uh, around money? What's it for? Um, what do you do with it? Is it is is money for you a tool? Yes, let me. Is it a tool that you use or is money more of a status symbol? Okay? Is it a tool or is it a status symbol? Meaning we all need to live and it takes money to live. So is it a tool a means to an end, right? To buy food, secure housing, you know, gas in the car, whatever our needs are. Is it a tool to meet our needs? Or is it a status symbol? So the more we have, the more, um, the, the happier we are, I guess. The more others will like us. Yeah, yeah. This exists and you know who you are. You know who you are. Are you someone who is validated by the dollars? Is that you? And, you know, just take a moment. Ask yourself, what are, what, what are your values as it relates to money now that is something that i think we all should take a moment and explore because if you do not have your values in check especially when it comes to money you will find that you are all over the place all over the place and it doesn't matter if you're single or married you will find all kinds of issues because your relationship with money is is out of whack um, you will sacrifice health for money. Uh, people do it all the time. You will sacrifice relationships for money. Um, you will sacrifice your, you will make tons of sacrifices in in this uh, goal, right? After this goal of acquiring X amount of dollars, X, amount, X status, you know, um, and at the end of the day, the real the question is, is it worth it? Was it worth it? Now, I don't claim to know the answer. As I sit here and, and have this conversation with you, I had my moments and seasons and perhaps I will have them still where I make certain sacrifices, whether that's family um, family vacations, family dinners, in in pursuit of a certain figure. I I can't say I'm not going to tell you that I I've never been there, and I can't say that I will never go back. But I I'm more aware today than I were, let's say, five or ten years ago, for sure, five or ten years. Um. And so it's going to, it's to your benefit to explore what your values are about money. Um, and then 
If you like it, great. But if you don't quite like what you see, then then I can only encourage you to see how you can improve it, right? Our relationship with money, okay, it's tied to everything. It, it has a direct uh, impact on our behavior, right? So you often hear hurt people hurt people, right? If you're hurting, you're going to want to hurt someone. But if your relationship with money is jacked up, it's going to affect the relationship you have with your family, with your kids, your spouse, your partner, um, your coworkers, perhaps, your neighbors. And so please, please take a look at that. And um, if you're okay with it, again, if you like it, I love it. But if it's not quite what you would like, then it, it, it might be time to make some uh, different decisions. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show. Um, and I have still some more things that I could go on about, but we may just have to circle back um, to have a yet another conversation about money. Um, money Money is interesting, right? If you have a lot, you can still have issues. And if you have a little bit, you can still have issues. You can have everything you need and still have issues, right? Um, so there's, it's, it's not something that we've yet solved and cracked the mystery. It's an ongoing conversation. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, while I rant, while I ramble, um, I, I do appreciate it. Thank you for spending some of your day with, with me today. Um, let me know what your experience has been around the topic of money as much as you're willing to share. Uh, leave a comment. The interesting thing is I'll get comments in private, but not publicly. And I get it. And I get it. Um, I'm still waiting for some brave souls to put themselves out there. Um, let me know if you found any value in this episode uh, when you leave a comment and a review. Um, and if that is the case, then I would implore you to share it with someone. Um, just pass it on. Share it with a friend or two. Uh, play it in the car when your kids are there. Play it in the car when you're there with your partner your boyfriend, your girlfriend, and uh, just see what happens, okay? Um, then let me know over on Instagram uh, or an email, um, Dr. Jameson Mercier, as well as Relationship Renegade Podcast. Thank you, guys. Uh, I appreciate you. I love you. Um, this is all possible because of you. And um, I look forward to having you join me for another episode of Relationship Renegade. Bye now.